You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. She has some new developments um, in her family and is taking a couple weeks off. So we wish them the best. And we are very grateful today to spend some time, the third of three episodes we've had talking about mothers and Mother's Day um, fast approaching and the programs we provide at Catholic Charities that serve mothers and children. In part one of our three-part series, about mothers, we spoke with Constance Upton and Danielle Sloss, who supervise our home visiting team at Catholic Charities. They work with vulnerable women and some men in helping them build safe, happy homes for themselves and their children age zero to three. And last week, our chaplain, Father Jerry Kelly, joined us to remind us of the many ways that the Blessed Virgin Mary continues to be a source of strength and inspiration to all of us. And today, we are delighted to have Sharon Holmes as our guest. Sharon works in the Catholic Charities Family Stabilization Service area as a supervisor of eight of our food pantries. Now, you have heard us talk over the last several months during the pandemic about the great increase in food instability and the need for access to food. Sharon and her team have been heroic in keeping the food pantries open, stocked, staffed, and meeting the growing food needs of families. Amidst the pandemic, our pantries have served twice as many people as in years previous, many of them folks who are using pantries for the first time, given a significant drop in wages or unemployment. So today we are very happy to have this opportunity to thank Sharon, ask her how things are going, and to have her tell us some of the stories she has heard from mothers and families who she has met over the past year. Sharon, welcome and good morning. Good morning, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. I miss Marie. I know. But I I know she is doing great things no matter where she is. But thank you so much for having me on the show. I am um, actually delighted and honored to be here today. Oh, well, we are thrilled to have you. And you're going to have to do some heavy lifting without Marie because um, that's just how it goes. Nobody wants to hear me talk all day. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the basics for folks who don't know. Tell us um, where the eight food pantries are that you supervise. Sure. Um, Like you stated, I operate eight pantries 
Um, they are all in the Chicagoland area. I have four in the city of Chicago. Um, St. Sabina, 79th and May, which is in the Auburn Gresham community. Casa Catalina, um, in the back of the yard community, also 45th and Ashland. Um, St. Vincent Center, which is our headquarters, is 721 Northwood Sale. And our newest partnership, um, St. Thomas of Canterbury Parish, also Lawrence and Kimmore. Um, additionally, I have four in the suburbs, the Splains, which is our north and northwest region office, West Suburban, a.k.a. Cicero office, we call it, um, our west regional office in the Austin, um, on Austin Avenue, and then St. Thomas Parish in Park Forest off of Orchard and Cherry Street, and St. Blaise Parish um, off in Summit off of 61st in Harlem. I mean, that's a wide swath of the city, and we know you've seen, you know, huge increases in the number of people coming to pantries. Tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you've faced, how we keep the shelves stocked, how you engage with volunteers. How have you been able to keep things going? Absolutely. Um, It's been a challenge, to say the least. Um, I've had my share of quote-unquote roundtable discussions um, through their very popular Zoom app. Um, You know, our traditional way of doing uh, our distribution in the pantry uh, became impossible. Now we're doing drive-up, you know, rain, sleet, snow, 90-degree weather. Um, We've had our overhead doors, and that's our dock area generally where we uh, receive our deliveries. So we had those doors open to service the community. And um, to be honest, you know, working with a skeleton crew, and that's only because you can only have so many people in the office because of COVID restrictions. Uh, We are still serving hundreds of clients, not only food, but those asking for help in all human basic needs area. You know, COVID has stopped us from having face-to-face conversations with people, but it has not stopped us from smiling at one of the one another, um, encouraging one another, you know, through our eyes, it still tells a story. And so I'm excited to say that the the crew that I have right now, um, not only do I come in and I teach that, but um, it is so important that we give people what is needed with a smile. No matter the fact that we have our mask on, we can still tell what's going on through the eyes of others. Oh, my gosh. As Marie would say, I love that. I mean, we, we talk so much on this program. It, you know, it's not just about what Catholic Charities does. And, and it's a lesson for all of us in all the work we do. It's how we do it, right? The, there's mm-hmm. what you say about the look in people's eyes. You know, your team is, is looking for that, right? Does this mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. need more than food? Is, mm-hmm. is this an opening to sort of have a conversation? And mm-hmm. we know our food pantries are often the first line of need and that then folks you know the more we get to know them and there's some trust and maybe they've come a few weeks and they share a little bit more about their circumstances and Mm -hmm. you and your very capable team are are able to connect them um tell us a little bit this show is about moms and we're going to get to the special women in your life a little later but you know tell us about the moms you've seen or or the stories you've heard from moms in particular during the pandemic 
Yeah, Bridget, listen, um, before I became a supervisor, I took calls after calls for financial assistance um, right in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, many of our moms are stressed and feel as though they are failures with having to make the decision to put food on the table and keep a roof over their family's head. Uh, the struggle is real. Yep. And if not for our organization or the organization like ours who fought to, um, to keep our doors open, you know, and put the pieces together in order to help uh, another sister or brother out is commendable. And so I applaud Catholic Charities as a whole for, again, all of the roundtable discussions via Zoom, you know, that we went through in order to make things happen. And it's people like you, people like me, and people like Sharon Tillman and people like Bob Hattie that came together and said, listen, we still have to service the community no matter what's going on. Right. There's young mothers that are out there that are struggling um, on a financial level, whether they work, you know, at a fast food restaurant or whether they sit behind an office desk. It is still difficult to raise children during this particular pandemic. Uh, we've never seen this before, you know, not this era, never seen it before. So it's difficult to make choices and make sound decisions for those people who do need to work, still Absolutely. need to work and raise their young children. So it's, it's been a challenge and it's been hard, but we have uh, fought to make it happen, and we're doing the best that we can. And I think that they are satisfied with some of the work that we are doing. Oh, I think that's an understatement. Thanks, Sharon. We'll be back in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity, and then we'll talk Thank more you. with Sharon Holmes. Thank you. are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination, and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective, and the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health 
and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy, and we are fortunate this morning to be talking with Sharon Holmes, who works in Catholic Charities Family Stabilization Department as a supervisor of our eight food pantries, um, who are serving really just a stunning number of folks amidst this pandemic. Um, Sharon, I wanted to um, highlight something you said before the break, which is uh, it's it's so painful in this day and age but you mentioned you know it's it's hard for people to admit they need help and Mm -hmm. um especially you know you're working hard maybe or you've even if you've if you've lost a job or lost wages it it really is difficult to say to someone that you need help or to show up at a pantry um and I think you know what can you tell us about getting rid of that shame and and that we need to recognize I think it's the pandemic has helped a lot on the mental health front in terms of taking mm-hmm. away that shame and the, the stress everyone's been under. But what can you share with us about, you know, making sure we see these people as as individuals in need and um, and, and help them feel better about getting the help they need? Absolutely. Um, my motto has always been, you know, a long time ago, a friend of mine said to me, she said, Sharon, who is your provider? And. I had to think about that a little bit because it was very, very difficult for me, you know, as a, as a person who was raised by a parent who worked, sometimes she worked two or three jobs um, just to try to make ends meet. Um, my grandmother and my grandfather, they worked very, very hard to make ends meet for their family. And so I was working, you know, two jobs a long, 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 long time ago and trying to raise two children. And I've never really seen my children you know, in in the light of things, because it was very hard. I had to make the money. I had to make sure I had food on the table for them. And so, you know, she said to me, Sharon, who is your provider? And um, I said, wow, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, re- trying to think, you know, but I, I'm a faith person. And so I go to church and I believe that God is able. And um, it took now you know, later on down the line, I heard a song by Tamala Mann. Um, she's a gospel singer. She said, God provides in ways I can't explain and can't deny. The little that I have, he multiplies. Just when I feel he won't show up on time, God provides. He'll come through when the clouds of doubt rain down on you and test everything you thought you knew. Now I finally see what God can do for you. So tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God provide 
And that holds true to my heart today, yesterday, and forevermore. And the things that I want people to understand is God will provide. There are things out there, ways out there, organizations out there. Don't be afraid to ask. We are here to assist and help in any way. I did not know you had that singing voice. My (laughs) word. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. But, you know, yes, God provides, but God provides through people like you and yes. and all of us doing our part. So, yeah. um, oh, my God, I, I don't know what to say. I'm so stunned by that beautiful um, rendition. Um, so there's more to family. We've talked a little bit about this. There's more to family stabilization than food. So. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what else we provide to folks and how that sometimes works, where someone, you know, might come in a few weeks in a row for some food and then share a little bit more about their situation. Walk us through a client who, um, you know, started off just getting food and then maybe got connected to some other services. Absolutely. Well, family stabilization is definitely um, a Uh, an organization or a program that offers human basic needs. So we do financial assistance. Um, Sometimes we're we're helping, um, a lot of times actually, we're helping those people who need transportation to and from work. Um, We, you know, do a lot of uh, in-house things, so like clothing and, you know, um, personal items. Um, things of that nature, sometimes some household items, things of that nature, things for people need to get started. And so what happens is is that our pantry is, is the lines are, you know, remarkable. And a lot of people come in and say, hey, I, I need food, but I also need. And, again, having that face-to-face conversation right now is kind of difficult. Right. However, we still manage to, you know, take a number down. We'll give it to our team and we'll say, hey, this person is seeking X, Y, Z. Please give them a call. This person is seeking this. Um, we have 311 that we can go to when we need financial assistance, short-term help. And they'll connect them with a team member um, so that we can give them a call and offer some assistance to them. Uh, we've been working tirelessly. We have been working very, very hard, especially with the crew that we have right now. Again, this is a skeleton crew that we're dealing with, right. and we're trying to service, you know, the Chicagoland area as a whole with what we have. The difficult piece about that is that we really don't have the means to have as much face-to-face conversation, yeah. and that's what I miss most. Mm-hmm. I miss most. I miss sitting in front of clients and talking with them about trials and tribulations, good, bad, ugly, and sad. I miss that. Yeah, I miss that, and I can't wait till we get back to that. But we do the best that we can with managing um, what we can do over the phone. We manage that. Sure. And, and, and that's important, but it's definitely the face-to-face is missed. Yep. Love it. Um, real quick before the next break, is there, will you be welcoming more volunteers in the coming weeks, are we thinking, as hopefully more and more people get vaccinated? Bridget, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> You're tired. I hope so, Bridget. Yeah, we have, we have definitely lost a lot of our volunteers due to this pandemic. Um, but we want them back. So yeah. y'all come on back now, you hear? Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Back. 
All right, we're going to take one more quick break, and when we return, we'll talk more with Sharon Holmes. I can't wait. We're going to hear a little bit about her grandma, who I love. Oh. Um, so we'll talk more in a bit. Thank you. adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time virtually with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths, 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 and empower them to reach them to reach them to reach them to reach their full full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy to understand explanation of the word of God, the gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy talking with Sharon Holmes, who oversees Catholic Charities Family Stabilization Department, including our eight food pantries. Um, 
Sharon, uh, Mother's Day show. We've, you know, beyond mothers and grandmothers, there are strong and wonderful and empathetic women in all of our lives. But I was on a Zoom call with you where you shared a little bit about your grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love, love, loved what you had to say. So can you share a little bit about about her and and your mom and some of the women in your life? Absolutely. Um, Listen, you wouldn't want to go to heaven (laughs) without (laughs) being my grandmother. Um, My grandmother, she birthed 11 children, um, 10 girls and one boy, and still had enough energy to give um, her love to her grandchildren. Now, I'm special to her. (laughs) <laughs> mainly because I'm her oldest granddaughter and held that title for almost 10 years. <laughs> um, the best 10 years of my life. Um, no one could do my hair better than my grandma. No one could cook better than my grandmother. Nobody could hold my hand better than grandma. No one's lap when I was ready to go to sleep at church is better than grandma's lap. No one's peppermint. Let me tell you, <laughs> grandma had the best peppermints. Now, she didn't make them. But whatever she had in her purse and she gave it to me, it was absolutely delicious. And I felt as if Grandma was that person who made that peppermint. But no one could give us peppermint. And the list goes on and on and on. But, you know, we are blessed to still have. I still have my grandmother. She's 92 years old. Um, She doesn't get around as much. But the conversations that I have with her, the wisdom that she pours into me, um, it's especially, you know, little small things that she remembered um, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, um, still lives on in my heart today. You know, my grandmother remembered lots of lots of things. Some things she forgets, um, but there's a lot of things that she do remember. And it really, you know, warms my heart to know that she still remembers you know, that girl that held that title for 10 years. That's right, her favorite. <laughs> Let's just say it. For, you, I mean, you're her favorite. I'm her favorite, yes. But Cher, is, is it your mom or your grandma who would always, you know, the, there was a family down the street who needed something, and she'd make sure they were taken care of. Is, tell us a little bit about that. How I think you said she was a social worker without having the, the title. Yes, absolutely. Actually, both. You know, my mom, you know, my mom holds the title, and, and, and you know, I want you guys to hear me out before you judge this. But my mom my mom holds the title as the mean mother, right? Um, you, you know, she she was the, the pillar for our block, um, the block that we lived on. And there's a poem. Um, years, years ago, I, I uh, ran across a poem, and I read the poem just because I was in, you know, a bookstore or something, and I was reading, and I said, oh, oh, that's my mother. And the poem says, a mean mother never allows candy or sweets to take place of a well-balanced meal. A mean mother insists on knowing where her children are at all times, when their friends are, and what they do. A mean mother breaks the child labor laws by making her children work, washing dishes, making beds, learning to cook, and doing other cruel and unpleasant chores. A mean mother makes life miserable for her offspring by insisting that they always tell the truth. A mean mother produces teenagers who are wiser and more sensible. A mean mother can smile with the with secret delights and pride when she hears her grandchildren calling their parents mean. <laughs> what we what the world needs now is more mean mothers. 
that's what I call my mom because my mom was, again, the pillar of the block. She did everything that she could do to help the children out on that block, even when they were in gangs. Um, she was a den mother for my brother when he was a cub um, in, the, in the Boy Scout. She, you know, showed up at our school every day. Even if she worked two jobs, she showed up at our schools. She was a PTA, Parent Teacher Association um, member, um, and she fought to make sure we had a good education. And so I applaud my mother yeah. for being just that mean mother who took the time and instilled in her children to make sure that we had the best things in life. Oh, my gosh. What a perfect moment to end on. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, your work and your stories, I just I love so much. And we appreciate your taking time out this morning to talk with us. Um, and we ask, you know, we, we try not to ask for donations on this show. It's about sharing community and about sharing the work. But we are doing fundraising around our annual Mother's Day campaign. And if there's mm -hmm. something you can give in honor of a mother, a mean mother, or a mm -hmm. grandmother, or someone in your life, we'd sure appreciate it. You can go to catholiccharities.net to donate. And um, a quick note of thanks also. This is my last show. Um, Marie will be back, and some combination of other lovely folks from Catholic Charities will be back. So I want to thank Mike, Brian, and Javier in the booth, and Katie Breedeman for all her work producing the show. Thanks so much, Sharon, and thank we wish everyone a day. safe and happy week. Thank you. Absolutely. I miss you, Marie. <laughs> thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.